Welcome to this podcast series, Magic and Mayhem, Discover the Secrets to Creating Magnificent Books for Kids and Teens. Magic and Mayhem is a free podcast and ebook series brought to you by the Australian Writers' Centre. If you're interested in writing for kids and teens, join us on a journey that's set to inspire and enhance your own writing skills. Download your free Magic and Mayhem ebook at magicandmayhem.com.au. My name's Valerie Koo, I'm founder of the Australian Writers' Centre. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm founder of the Australian Writers' Centre and through this series we've brought you picture book authors and chapter book authors, we're currently bringing you middle grade authors and we're going to bring you young adult authors as well as publishers of children's writing so that you get a great overview of the industry. In this episode, we're talking to Catherine Pelosi, who is a children's book author. Her debut middle grade novel, Quark's Academy, came out in February 2018. She's also published a picture book, and her next junior novel is due out in 2019. Catherine is another one of our graduates, and it's so great to see her launch this successful writing career. I just couldn't be happier for her. Catherine's actually done a few courses at the Australian Writers' Centre, and as you'll hear in my chat with her, the main thing she got from the course Writing Books for Children and Young Adults was community. It gave her the opportunity to get to know people in the industry and connect with other writers. I definitely think that finding your community or network or tribe can really help propel you on your writing journey, and as you'll hear, it certainly helped Catherine. Thanks so much for joining us today, Catherine. Thanks for having me, Valerie. Now, you've just released your debut novel, and I'm just so excited for you. For readers and listeners who haven't discovered your book yet, tell us what it's about. Sure. Well, it's called Quark's Academy, and it's about three science whiz kids. So there's Augustine, Celeste, and Oscar, and they're spending a week at a very mysterious science academy where they're competing in the best invention competition. But as the week goes on, they uncover a bit of a dark secret that changes everything. Wow. I love this. (laughs) Now, how did this idea eventuate? Like, where did this come from, this story? Yeah, well, a few years ago, I did an astronomy course at the Sydney Observatory, which is such an amazing place. And I had this fantastic professor who was really enthusiastic. And each week I was attending, I just started to think more and more about science and what would it be like to study science every day. And then not only that, but maybe go somewhere where you're creating your own inventions as well. And that's sort of how the idea sparked. And from there, I just kept growing on it and growing on it. And I have to ask, what made you think, oh, I'll do an astronomy course now? <laughs> yeah. Well, I I love science. I mean, I've, I think back at school I gravitated more towards the arts and English, but I always found science very fascinating. So whenever there's an opportunity to do something fun like that, astronomy, and the Sydney Observatory is just such an amazing place, the building, and mm. I just love it. So I've always wanted to go, and when I saw it pop up, I thought, oh, yes, I'll give it a try. And I'm so glad I did because I got so much out of it. On top of the astronomy, also obviously a book idea. Yeah, fantastic. Now, just take us, give us a little bit of an idea of your background because obviously apart from being interested in science or astronomy, you're interested in writing. So just give us a really quick potted history of your background. 
Sure. Well, my background's marketing communications. So I've been working in that and I still am for probably 10 plus years. But it was about 10 years ago, I first decided I wanted to write children's books when I was living in London in a very dull office. Mm. I started thinking about writing. And um, when I returned to Australia, I, that's when I actually signed up for the Writing for Children and Young Adults course at the Australian Writers Centre, which was fantastic. But once I finished, I got sidetracked again and I started a new job and I sort of let it, the idea fall away. Uh, and then it came back to me. So I did the course again. I did it online, which was the best thing because from that point, I really started focusing on writing. And I've been treating it fairly seriously for about five years, still working in marketing communications. But it was about um, four years in that I signed up with an agent. And that's sort wow. of went from there. Yeah. So what brought you back to it? Was it a particular story that you really wanted to tell or did you kind of have some time and uh, from work or what brought you back to to wanting to write for children? I think the uh, I love creative writing and I love coming up with ideas. That, for me that's the best part. Um, and the, the thoughts and the ideas just weren't going away and I, I have to do something with this. Because it just, it keeps, I'm a sort of person that thinks a lot. So it will mm-hmm. keep me up at night. If I don't get it out on the page, it's really for my own, my own well-being that I have to, uh, get it down and turn it into something. And why are you interested particularly in writing for children as opposed to, you know, adults or other people? Yeah, I think because children's books, I love how they tackle big themes and important themes, but in interesting and creative ways. And being someone who's uh, creative, I love trying to stretch the imagination and seeing how I can address different topics and themes that are relevant to children. But yeah, in a, in a bit of a fun and yeah, creative, fast-paced way. That's the sort of books I like to read. And so do you have children yourself? I don't, no. Now, I'm a, a godmother and an auntie, but I don't have children. Yeah. So one of the most annoying things that I hear people say, and it really annoys me, <laughs> is that as they say, oh, how can you really write for children if you don't have any? What are your comments on that? Yeah, I, I have heard that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't agree at all. I don't I, yes. I think. <laughs> We, I mean, we've all been children. You know, I was a child once upon a time, and I think that's the most important thing. And for me, the childhood years of about 8 to 12 are my most vivid, and I've had so much fun, and I had this fantastic next-door neighbor, and we used to go on adventures, and I can tap into that um, those memories quite easily. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily about having to have your own children. It's just being able to remember what it's like to be a child. And so you said that you can tap into those memories quite easily. Do you have to get do you have to do anything? Do you have to get into a particular mindset? Do you have to bring yourself into a particular state or you know remind yourself somehow what did you do on that front? Uh it's a good question. I, I- Really for me, when I start writing, I do character profiles. So I get really clear on each of uh, the characters and their age, their likes, their dislikes, even their physical attributes. And I just keep going back to that and I'll build on it and I'll add to it as I'm writing. And I find that if I revisit that list and I can get into that headspace quite easily. 
but I don't have any sort of special technique or anything mm. like that. When you say you write character profiles, practically speaking, what do you actually do? Do you just write words? Do you find pictures? Do you how, how do you build that character profile and where physically do you store the information on that profile? Maybe it's just in your head or maybe it's in a, a document. I don't know. You tell me. I use a notebook. It's not a fancy process at all. In <laughs> fact, if someone saw it, they'd be like, my goodness, what is that? Because it's just scribble. Um mm. But I, yeah, I just use a notebook and I put their name in the middle of the page and I'll, I'll just write words around it. It's, it's really quite simple. I know there's all sorts of processes and, uh, you know, programs that people use, but no, I'm, I'm pretty simple with that. I have looked at, um, pictures. Like sometimes I'll jump on the internet and I'll Google images just to get ideas, even for things like hair and eye color or, mm. or nose shape and face shape to get inspiration. But yeah, that's about it. <laughs> so let's talk about Clark's Academy. Now, when did can you just give us a bit of a picture of um from when the idea formed? Obviously, it's sort of the seed was planted when you did the astronomy course, but when you kind of started really thinking this uh, this is going to be a book and started mapping it out and and some kind of timeline like it happened, you know, it started here and then three months later I had a first three chapters or whatever. You know what I mean? Just just take us through kind of the journey and the gestation of the book. Sure. Uh, well, I had the idea at the uh, observatory, but then I spend a lot of time thinking before I actually put the words on the page because I have to be really sure that I'm confident and happy with the idea and it's so much of a commitment to write a book and takes up so much time that I don't like the idea of getting into it and then scrapping it. So I, I do spend a lot of time thinking and just walking around, thinking of the plot and the characters and if it, if I remain excited, I'll, I'll go with it. So that's what happened with Quark's Academy. And then the writing process, uh, to get the first like draft out, it would have been around eight to nine months and wow, during okay. that time yeah and during that time I'm part of a, a great writers group so I would take mm. different chapters for their feedback which is so useful um, and once I had got it to a stage I was pretty happy with I shared it with a couple of writing friends who read it from start to finish and I think that's really important too to get the obviously the overall impression. Um, and then I started the editing process, which can take quite a while. So yeah, yeah it's hard. It's hard to say. Probably about a year and a half, maybe, yeah. till com complete, ready for submission. And so you uh, had to juggle this with a day job um, yes. at this stage. So. Tell us, practically speaking, when did you write during those eight or nine months? When did you write that first draft? Was it, you know, weekends? Did you set times? Did you just snatch times? Was there a routine? Was it just whenever? Um, definitely snatch times. <laughs> so I would go to work an hour early and sit at the cafe across the road. Wow. And yeah, and, and write and, or edit, depending on where I was at with the manuscript. Mm. Um, and then sometimes I would do it again at lunchtime. So, you know, one of the great things is that we can have our laptops and I'm never without yeah. my laptop in my yeah. handbag. And I'll just pull it out whenever I can and, 
you know, it was a bit intense at times when I was trying to finish it. But I think, you know, and I know um, you and Alison talk a lot about it on the podcast about finding time. And I think that's just so true. You just have to find the time whenever that may be. So, mm. yeah. that's And, and then I uh, – quite a bit on No, you go on. Oh, just, yeah, I quite like Saturday mornings for some reason I'll go down. I like writing in cafes. Yeah. So I'll, um, you know, walk down and have my coffee and write away. Great. And what did you write on, like Word, Scrivener, Google Docs? What did you write your first draft in? I use Word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I haven't tried. Yeah, pretty standard. I haven't tried any others, but I think because I've used Word for so long, I'm too afraid to try something different. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. So with this book then, did you – plot out what was going to happen? Did you know what was going to happen already at the end and all the steps in between? Or are you one of these people who wanted to see the story unfold as you were writing it? Well, I used to be a pantser, so I just, <laughs> you know, no planning, but I found myself getting into so many plot knots and problems yes. I couldn't solve. And I, and the time that it takes to undo all that is, it was just becoming ridiculous. So, uh, I am a bit more of a plotter now, but I, I don't plot heavily. I know the beginning, I know the midpoint, and I have an idea of where it's going to end. And I, I write to those points. Mm. Yeah. And obviously this is your first published book, but you've been you obviously wrote other things before this. What sorts of stories were they? And what was the difference in this one that made this the one to break through? Well, I actually started writing picture books. So the first writing group I joined was a picture book writing group, which was so useful in learning how to write. Like, to, mm. I just think it's so challenging to put a whole story in 300 words. So it was sort of mm. like a masterclass of children's writing, I thought. Um, but my ideas seem to bulge beyond those parameters every time. <laughs> so I, yeah, so I started a chapter book writing group and that's when I started to focus more on the older uh, readers. And I have written a few other uh, manuscripts and one actually went to acquisitions but didn't quite get through. So I had a bit of encouragement along the way. I think the difference with this one um, is you when you start to get more into writing, I think you get a better understanding of how many elements there are to a story. So mm. when I look back to when I started, it was more about, oh, that's a good idea or that's a good mm. character. Whereas now I'm much more aware of there's plotting, there's pacing, there's character mm. development, language, and you have to get it all right for it to work. Mm. And so I think that's the difference. It's really just a, a better, more experience, better understanding. Yeah. Now, of course, you have done various courses at the Australian Writers' Centre. How have they contributed to your overall writing and your writing career? I have. I've done the copywriting essentials and also the travel writing course, and I, I loved both of those as well. Um, the copywriting one, I because I, I do a bit of freelance copywriting as well, and that was great just to help me understand what it involved and how to go about becoming a freelance copywriter. And I have quite a bit of work 
since doing that course. So that's been fantastic. And the travel writing course, I've had, I think, a couple articles published, but I just don't have the time to focus on it right now. Although I would love to revisit that one day. So I think, yeah, all the courses have been great and just learning the, the essentials and also how to go about doing it because it's one thing to learn how to write, but then mm. what do you do? Like I, mm. I would have, I didn't have any idea of how, where do I send my travel article and how do I craft an email or a pitch and all that sort of thing. Mm. And obviously you did the writing books for children and young adults course twice yes <laughs> um, <laughs> which is which is cool um uh what did you get out of that that has been valuable for for your writing journey for your writing career um uh, i think well firstly it's being in the community because mm, community is so important isn't it oh it's so important and i didn't know anyone in the um well, I didn't know anyone who wrote children's books and I didn't know anyone in the publishing industry. So mm. doing that course, I met other writers. The presenters are, you know, very well aware of the industry and know editors and all that sort of thing. So they can give you very good insight into what's involved. So that mm. was probably the biggest thing. It opened that door into the community, which I just haven't left since. You know, I'm, yeah. I really try and, yeah, attend a lot of conferences and um, even just getting involved online, social media. There's a big presence um, mm. of the publishing industry on Twitter and that sort of thing. So it, it's just, it was like a, yeah, I feel like it was going through a door into another world. Yeah, and well, you're obviously well into that other world now because not only yeah. is Clark's Academy out, tell us, you've got two more books that are definitely coming out and I have no doubt this is just going to be the start of a whole list of oh, books. Well, but tell us, I hope so. tell, <laughs> tell us about the next two that are coming yes. out. Uh, so Something for Fleur is a picture book that's coming out in August this year, which is a really sweet picture book about friendship and that's illustrated by Caitlin Murray. And I have a junior fiction novel coming out early next year called Meet the Maniacs and that's about a nine-year-old girl called Lolly who uncovers a huge family secret and that one's a lot of fun. Yeah, right. So where did the ideas for those ones come from? Um, so the Meet the Maniacs, the junior fiction, it's very much about family. And that mm. one came from, I started tracing my family's family tree, oh. which I, yeah, I'd never done it before. And, um, I have a friend that does it and I started asking her about it and thought, Oh, I want to give it a try and, uh, uncovered some different ancestral roots that I didn't realize we had. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's come out of there. So I won't give too much away about the story, but that's, um, yeah, from Ancestry.com, funnily enough. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and the picture book was a story that I had started writing with my critique group and it's changed a lot. So there was different versions of it and I just kept going back to it and slowly tweaking it and, uh, it just got to a point where it just clicked mm. and I thought, oh, this is good. So I, yeah, I sent it off, um, in a competition and it got quite good feedback and then I uh, later submitted it to my agent who took that one on as well. Now, tell us how you got your agent. 
Yes. So I went to the CYA conference, which is Mm -hmm. a uh, children's writing conference in Brisbane that happens every year. And I really recommend it for any aspiring children's book authors. And there was an opportunity to pitch to agents and publishers. And I managed to secure a pitch with um, my agent, Alex Adset. And I had five minutes to to pitch my book, which is nothing. It really. Were you ready? Like, were you? Did, had you prepared? I had prepared because <laughs> I knew I had to. Um, so I, it was over the phone. Actually, I don't oh. know if that still is the case. So it was a little bit different and mm. po- probably a little bit more relaxing over the phone, I suppose. But mm. uh, yeah, I I pitched it, and thankfully Alex really liked it and invited me to submit the full manuscript. And uh, I was lucky enough that she was interested, and there was someone else in her team that was really championing it. Uh, and they said that they felt like it needed a little bit more development in parts on character and plot and that sort of thing. So I happily took on that and resubmitted and then signed up. So it was fantastic. It was a really exciting day when that call came. That's awesome. Now, the order of your books is Quark's Academy, which is out now, and then Something for Fleur, and then what's the third one again? Meet the Maniacs. Meet the Maniacs. Did you write them in that order? Oh, that's a good question. Um, no, I so I wrote the picture book first, mm. and then uh, Meet the Maniacs also was a little bit different. The the ver- I had a different version of it that just wasn't quite working. Uh, so I put that one away, and I started writing Quark's Academy. And then uh, there was a time where I was sort of going a little bit between the two, mm. um, but yeah, then Quark's Academy finished, and then. Um, Meet the Maniacs. Yeah, it's it's hard to remember the order now. It feels like it's mm-hmm. a bit of a blur. <laughs> yeah, sure. So you talked about the fact that you're in a writer's group. Now, can yes. you tell us when did you start, um, uh, how many people are in it, how regularly do you meet, and what actually happens? Well, the first writing group, I said the picture book group I joined, right. um, that was one that was already established. And it was funny because when I first thought about joining a writing group, I honestly thought it was the worst idea ever. I thought, why? Yeah. Well, I thought the idea of sitting around with strangers and mm. sharing your work and f- having them tell you whether it was any good or not, what well, was terrifying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought, I don't know if I want to do that, but I, I dragged myself there because I knew I needed that community support yeah. and I had heard it was a great way to do that, to find that. And I'm so glad I went because I was very wrong. It, it's mm-hmm. such a supportive environment and I just got so much benefit out of it and getting people's feedback and also me giving feedback because mm-hmm. you need to critique other people's work and that's great experience as well. So, Generally, uh, there was about six people oh, yeah. uh, per meeting and then um, they meet once a month and mm-hmm. that's that's the picture book group one and then I later started the chapter book and that's also a monthly meeting and that's about four to six people as well mm-hmm. and we'll share a chapter um, at the start of the month and then everyone reads their, each, each other's chapters and mm. then we'll meet and go around the circle and basically discuss the work. Great. So, yeah, it is it is great and it you just you do get a lot from it and it's also, you know, learning to, what to, feedback to take on and what you maybe don't feel is quite right. It's, it's just a great experience to be honest. And 
Tell us then what you're working on now. I'm yes, I am working on another one, a little bit a junior fiction. So that's the sort of a same age group as Meet the Maniacs, and I'm uh, that's a, another adventure style story. And I mentioned earlier, I had that great next door neighbour, and we went on lots of adventures around our neighbourhood. So it's sort of been inspired from that. Mm. Um, but I'm actually in the process of the structural edit for Meet the Maniacs. I'm a bit tied up with that right now. Um, but once I submit that to the publisher, I'll be able to focus on on writing again. Yeah, awesome. And what's the grand master plan? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like obviously um, you are still juggling, you're still um, writing as well as doing your day job. So um, are you planning to continue with that? I've slowly scaled back my day job over yeah, the years. Right. So I've gone from five to four to three days now. Great. So. Yeah, and I do freelance as well, so mm-hmm. my schedule's quite hectic. But uh, yeah, I would love to write full time. That's definitely the ultimate goal. Mm. Uh, and now this is my first book, obviously, and I'm you know, getting into the publicity side and hopefully visiting schools. And I'd like to do a lot more of that because that really interests me as well. Mm. So yeah, so I'll, I think it's just keep cracking away and keep writing and submitting and fingers crossed. I can I can write full time one day. Yeah, I have no doubt that day is going to be sooner than you think. What's your advice for aspiring writers who were where you were four years ago or five years ago or whatever, uh, and who are really interested in writing and but just can't see the breakthrough point at this point? Mm, be persistent is my biggest. Um, piece of advice. I think you just can't give up and rejection and, and, you know, sometimes criticism is just part of being a writer. And I've had like many, all the, all the great writers have had rejections. Every writer has rejections and I certainly did. And it can be a bit of a blow to your confidence, but you have to just, if it's something you're really passionate about and you want a book, that's how I was. I wanted it so much. I wanted to be published that you just have to pick yourself up and keep going. And mm. I, I think, you know, even once you publish, there's going to be, you know, roadblocks and challenges and that sort of thing. So uh, us writers have to develop thick skins and I think mm. it's a, a work in progress. But, um, but yeah, be persistent and, and just keep going. Awesome. And on that note, thank you so much for joining us today, Catherine. Thank you so much for having me, Valerie. This podcast is brought to you by the Australian Writers' Centre, a world leader in writing courses. If you'd like to write fiction for kids and teens, our five-week online course, How to Write for Children and Young Adults, will help you get there faster. Find your voice, create characters, dialogue and plots to fit your age group and write compelling stories that young readers will love, all in a couple of hours a week. You'll also enjoy the convenience of learning from anywhere and get your very own tutor providing personal feedback on your writing. Find out more at writerscentre.com.au slash children's author. Persistence is definitely a common theme from a lot of our writers, but as you heard, Catherine's persistence paid off. She's now published two books with a third one on the way. I really love how proactive Catherine is about nurturing her networks and community. 
She joined a writing critique group, even though it terrified her, and then started her own for chapter books. Getting that feedback is so valuable, as I'm sure I must have said a million times by now. We've had other authors talk about how positive and supportive the kids' writing community is, so don't be afraid to connect with that community and go to events. It was when attending a kids' writing conference that Catherine found her agent, and the rest, as they say, is history. Connect with us further and perhaps find your writing community at writercentre.com.au. It may well be the tribe that you're looking for. Sign up to the weekly newsletter and that will be a great start and it will show you where to go in terms of finding writing tips, short story competitions, courses that might help you and mentoring. That's writercentre.com.au.